Welcome back to the 10 Tabs Open Podcast. This is your host, Alex Howell. And today on episode 15, we had on Chase Kaufman, the former Missouri Tigers tight end. He also played in the NFL after being drafted in the third round by the Cincinnati Bengals. He played for the Bengals, Buccaneers, Falcons, Titans, Seahawks, and finished his career up with the Colts. Chase is a former John Mackey Award winner, which is uh, a, an award given for the best tight end in the nation in college football. He also is the holder of many we'll say numerous, uh, University of Missouri records. Uh, he was all Big 12 and a consensus All-American. I got to tell you, I, I actually was lucky enough to go to high school with Chase, uh, ended up going to college with him for two years. He wouldn't have known me. Everybody knew him. You know, we were, that team was uh, in, in the running. Uh, they were running for a national championship, and uh, they ended up at the Cotton Bowl facing Arkansas and absolutely demolished it. And all of that we get to uh, in this podcast. But I have to say that the, the thing that I walked away with after this podcast and not seeing Chase for, you know, honestly in person or being close to him for about 14 years because we the last time I saw him was it could have in any way, shape or form been construed as in person was when we graduated and at that ceremony. But is how humble he is, how down to earth he is. And, you know, this is a guy that went from, you know, a small town, grew up in Peculiar, Missouri, which was the town that, you know, we went to Ray Peck High School. It was Ray Moore, where I grew up, Peculiar, where he grew up. And he has stayed true to his roots. He has a great family, uh, both a family that, you know, he was born into with his uh, father, Paul, his his mother, his siblings, and then the family that um, that he's created with his wife, Stacy, and their three beautiful children. This man has just become a wonderful, wonderful individual, and uh, it was wonderful and fantastic to catch up with him. A lot of laughs, a lot of good times. And like I said, for two people that really didn't know each other back then, it was pretty cool to see uh, to see just how kind of worlds collide uh, when you're able to reach out to somebody now. So I really hope you enjoy the podcast. Uh, I really hope you enjoy, and if you're a fan of the Missouri Tigers, uh, Ray Peck, or anything else, God bless you, because you're going to have a wonderful interview here, because Chase Kaufman is a legend in these parts. So again, episode 15, Chase Kaufman, enjoy. for having me. I appreciate it. Get as close to the mic as you can. Yeah, there we go. That sounds a lot better. <laughs> All right, cool. I think we're off and running, man. Awesome. So welcome to the podcast, Chase Kaufman. I appreciate it, Alex. <laughs> it's uh, good to catch up. Absolutely. So, we didn't really know each other in high school, at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's two totally uh, different worlds. It's it's crazy how that works out, and just as an adult, and the people and groups that you start running into, and and realizing like, man, there's a lot of people that were great people that I just just didn't run in my circle in high school. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And, and well, we had three hundred and. 70 some odd people in our high school 365 365 364 or 65 it was right around like the same number as a year so gotcha oh nice (laughs) that's how you think about it that's how i thought (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's i you know i haven't i don't think i've maybe i'm wrong i don't think i brought anybody on here yet i have one person that i've talked to that's potentially going to come on but i don't think i've had one person on from high school 
but a lot from one college in particular. And then obviously I went to community college first, mm-hmm. got my speech and theater degree, and then my brain went to the place that your brain's at now, went to finance. So I went to uh, Mizzou for personal financial planning. And um, that was a really strange transition. I was taking like 18 and 21 hours a semester at one point. Which you couldn't have done. Like, I, well, my my last semester, I did. I took eighteen. Oh Jesus! So I I graduated in three and a half years, so I could get done and play oh football. My God. And that was, it was rough, but it was something that I wanted to do and be done with. <laughs> I can't under, I can't imagine why. I mean, what's that like as a as a you know? And I don't want to I want to talk about what you're doing now, mm-hmm. but what's it like as a student athlete? Because I think r- the best thing I ever heard was Richard Sherman break it down. Because he was talking about, like, I would love to see a normal student, your everyday student, you know, your, we'll just call him your everyday blackout drunk on Thursday student, <laughs> <laughs> trying to compete, like, trying to do everything that you do in school and also be a student athlete. And it sounds absolutely insane. Yeah, it is. And um, I feel like, and I, and I tell people this, uh, that say, you know, I, how, how is it playing in front of thousands and thousands of people in an NFL stadium? And I say it this way, I started off as a kid, you know, playing in front of my parents and the other team's parents, mm. my siblings, you know, you get to high school. Very tall siblings. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get to high school, you play in front of, you know, the school, mm-hmm. college, it gets a little bit bigger, the NFL, and nowadays it's, you know, some, some kids play in college in front of crowds that are way bigger than NFL stadiums, but it's just like slow, 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 mm-hmm. uh, getting up to that point. Yeah. And I think it's the same way for college, you know, for going from high school to college is, you know, what else are you going to do? Quit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's yeah. something that I love. It's something that I want to do. And I've been blessed to have parents that, you know, emphasize that getting your degree and doing the, the other things, right. That football is not going to last forever. Yeah that it's important to learn and make the connections and do these other things that are going to make an impact later on in life when football is done. Absolutely. Well, and I think you, you know, I definitely won't say unfair, but I do think it's a, it's a wonderful advantage because you had your dad is Paul Kaufman. He played mm-hmm. in, in the league. I mean, I think one thing that you see over and over again is you have one generation. I mean, you, I think when I think of it outside of you, because obviously grew up around your family, but outside of you, I think of like Howie Long, yeah. Like Howie Long and his two, you know, yeah. boys. They both went into the league. The Mannings, same exact yeah. thing. I mean, it seems like when you have a parent that has blazed that trail, I don't think it's you know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it doesn't seem like it's something like, "Hey, get my kid." It's more yeah. like, "No, I know exactly what it takes to do this, and here's what you need to do." Is that kind of what it's like, or is it a mix? Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, a mix. And um, I think my dad did a good job of kind of pushing me letting me make the decision and then pushing me okay if this is your decision here's how you get good at it if this is your decision you know here's the things that you're going to need to do to get to that next level if you want a division one scholarship you know here's the work that you're going to have to put in (laughs) okay okay if you want to sit inside and watch cartoons or whatever Mm. it's your choice yeah but here's you know if if this really is your goal this is what you got to do i'm sure that's not in like intimidating at all like oh okay well yeah just yeah. sit in here yeah. and watch yeah. cartoons and yeah your yeah. brother's out there playing i don't know if he's yep. gonna make yeah. it or not yeah that's, <laughs> that's the other thing i was about to say and i always had a, a younger brother that was r- close enough to 
really pushed me because I, I never wanted to let him win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. And you guys weren't separated in age by, what, two years? Uh, we were 16 months apart, so okay. one only one grade. Only one grade? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he went on, Carson, Carson yes. Kaufman, he went on to play for the Wildcats, right? Yep. Yeah. He went he to K-State and then played in the Arena League for a few years. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, wild. And then my s- sister played volleyball at Wyoming and youngest brother, Cameron. Mm-hmm. Played at uh, Arizona Western JUCO. Yep. And then transferred to Indiana and then transferred to Wyoming from there. So Very unsuccessful family you have there, yeah. Chase. Blessed, blessed to not have to pay for any college. <laughs> 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 yeah, so n- yeah. Now, ch- now, ch- now I'll try to get into the next phase of life. Well, like I said, yeah. you know, sports is not going to last forever. Of course not. And But it's a. I do think it's a great – I mean – we talked about the student athlete side, you know, obviously growing up and kind of having that mentality. It's got to be the ability to kind of focus and, mm-hmm. you know, really push yourself in one direction. I mean, that carries over to anything. It doesn't matter if you're the world's greatest chess player and now you have to start over being, uh, you know, an accountant. Like, if mm-hmm. you know how to sit there, focus, and master your craft, that's going to carry over to a different area. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's that's what I tell people in this, so getting into financial advising, right? Like, I have no 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 clue what i'm doing starting yeah. off of course not you know i'm learning all these new things and for a lot of guys transitioning from sports is pretty much the same thing right you yeah. have no underlying transitional you know skills that oh you played baseball well here come hit a ball in our office yeah, or, exactly you know come yeah. tackle terry tate office linebacker uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but but those underlying values of you know hopefully you had a good enough coach teammates parents whatever it is that taught you hard work that taught you to study your playbook that taught you you know sometimes you're not going to win you got to keep going yeah all these other things that that do translate yeah and luckily that i've had the parents the coaches the the support around me for that yeah what's um what's stability like for you because you have you have a great family i don't know them personally but you know Raymore's a smaller town than you think it is, so everybody talks about how wonderful you. your family is. I and obviously that. I've kind of seen, even though we didn't really know each other in high school, I saw you guys. I mean, your your family was always close, and that was amazing to see and watch. But you also, I mean, the the woman that you're married to, the mother of your children, you guys were high school sweethearts. Yes. Like, you you know, you and Stacy together from that point, had kids, had the family. And even though, you know, in your NFL career, like we were talking about upstairs, it's like, you know, there were a couple of teams that you bounced back and forth with that stability has to mean a lot oh yeah oh yeah that's i mean that's that's everything yeah. um one thing that my mom always taught us when we were young is you know football is not what you do it's or it's not who you are it's just what you do yeah and the support that i got from my family every time i got cut or hurt or you know things didn't go my way from my now wife and and just like hey you know what I'm still here for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if you never play another down again. Yep. Is, you know, ultimately what really matters. You know, like yeah. uh, I lean on my faith in God and through a lot of that. And one story I tell a lot of people, when I was in Atlanta, I was on the practice squad my first year there. I uh, got to play with Willie Moe and Sean Weatherspoon from Mizzou down mm-hmm. there, which was awesome. Tony Gonzalez, you know, being a Kansas City kid growing yep. up watching him. <laughs> I got to play with him, which was I mean, a, a dream come true is like, what the heck? I'm sitting in the same room with this guy that played when I was a kid, uh-huh. and he's still doing it at the highest level. Yeah. But uh, there was a guy in front of me that got hurt, and I was like, okay, 
I, I didn't get to travel to the game that he got hurt to because I was on practice squad. All right, this is my chance. You know, they're going to call me in tomorrow morning, sign me, <laughs> be up and running, playing next week. And I get a call from a friend of mine that I'd played with previously. And he's like, hey, are you, you're in Atlanta, right? They're bringing me in for a tryout tomorrow. Ugh. Like, let's uh, <laughs> come by the facility and say hi. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> you know, like I'm sure the freaking uh, was the way that you put it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to curse. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, I was just thinking, you know, you know, like, what the heck? I've been working hard. The coaches have been saying, good job. You're going to get your opportunity, all these things. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, a guy gets hurt, and they're bringing guys in to work out. Yeah. And kind of in that moment, laying in bed with Stacy, my wife, uh, just kind of praying, Lord, you know, this, l- your will be done. If it's meant for me to be on practice squad, then I'm going to keep working hard, keep doing these things that I've been doing uh, because you put this love for the game in my heart. And you know what? If they don't sign me, uh, I'm I'm still still going to be happy with all the blessings that I do have. Yeah. And they ended up signing me to the 53-man roster. They didn't sign those guys, so <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> and, uh, and that was after that, getting cut and all the things that I couldn't control were a lot easier because yeah. I felt like I, I had given those to God and not, not live and die on every decision that wasn't mine to make. Absolutely. Well, and it's, I think it's a, the NFL appears to be a very good lesson in humility and a very good, you know, a very good place to learn that, like, you know, you have to continue to work. I remember there was a when I think it was Matt Forte, running back for the Chicago yep. Bears. He was talking about he was I think it was him. He was on practice squad, and they he was watching a Monday night game because they had played like he was on practice squad. They played the Sunday before, so he was off. And uh, he was like, I'm watching the game, and they talked about so and so from the practice squad, and he was like, You can do that. I I didn't know you could do that. So he's like, I started working twice as hard, working at like doing everything I could twice as hard. And a year later, somebody got hurt. He went up, and then he took the starting job. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing how you can find the right p- situation, the right person, and the right fit yeah. to get there. So yeah, and and another thing I tell a lot of people is there's there's a lot of guys out there that probably could play, mm-hmm. that just don't get the right fit. Yeah, You're, they're not in the right spot at the right time. You know the right the right team at the right time you know the the coaches that believe in them and want to give them a chance yeah um and and on the other hand there's a lot of guys that are you know probably don't deserve the contracts that they get right but uh, and i at at a younger age i i was a big hater on those people because i was like (laughs) what the heck you know you're getting these and not me yeah but uh i i try to look at it from a different perspective now and say you know what if i know you're Maybe hopefully you're trying to work hard and do well and yeah uh you know good for you for getting that big contract. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully you use it wisely. Oh yeah, well and there's so many famous examples of that where somebody like you know they've got the the physical like they just have the physicality they mm-hmm. just don't have the work ethic they don't have the yeah. mindset and you know I mean I think the most famous example in NFL history is probably Albert Hainsworth. <laughs> It sounds – I'm not trying to yeah, hate on the guy. Yeah. It sounds like mentally he's kind of come back from the situation that he was in and mm-hmm. kind of reconciled with the fact that, like, yeah, that was who I was at the time. But, I mean, you know, when you're laying down on plays but you have every physical gift, it's like that has to be so frustrating in your situation to be like, dude, I'm working my butt yeah. off in the gym yeah, every single day. I'm at practice early. I'm leaving late. Yeah. You get the contract. Awesome. Cool. That's great. That's yeah. Good, yeah. good luck to you. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I mean, so much of it is just – potential though yeah they give contracts off potential yeah and it's not you know 
hey, <laughs> you're a great guy, so we're going to pay you. Great guys don't <laughs> just win games. <laughs> nope. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you try to do all those things, and when football's over, hopefully, you know, the people that, that you were good to and that saw, hey, you know what, Chase has got a good work ethic. He he may not have been the starter, but every time we w- we we called his number, you know, he did his job. Yeah. He did. He gave 100% effort. Maybe he didn't make every play, you know, every block, catch every pass, whatever mm-hmm. it was. But we knew what we were going to get out of him, that he was working hard, that he was studying his playbook, that he was doing the things that you want somebody to do to succeed. Right. And and now getting into advising, you know, that's that's what I want people to know is, hey, Chase did it when, when we were playing or, you know, we watched him from a, a fan's standpoint and and now we can rely on him that he will do his job that he will look into doing the right things in whatever industry he goes into next yeah well advising such an interesting and if you keep seeing me look over there it's just because yeah. the last person i had on that thing stopped and stopped recording so we had to go back and Missed do something so <laughs> don't think that i'm not paying attention to you that's the reason i'm doing it but in the advising world too it's i mean you you look at it and you think like, okay, you know, I think a lot of times uh, advisors get commoditized mm-hmm. because you're, you know, you're watching the money, but really I think a lot of people look at it as, well, the funds are doing the work. What are you doing? It's like, I think that's mm-hmm. where the mentality of I'm advice, like I'm not the person I'm putting you in the right position over here. Yep. Yes. I'm getting the portfolio together. That's what we're doing. 100%. My job is you. It's 100% you. When you have a financial question, I'm there. When you need this, I'm there. But the number one goal, like my number one goal, are all of your goals. So that, I think, is a positive thing because if you're willing to put in the work, you know, whether it's the NFL, whether it's any other position, if you're willing to be the person that's coming to the table early every day, leaving late every day, people respect that. And they know, like, if that's the case and you're willing to do that much on, you know, in prime time for one of 32 teams – you're probably going to be willing to work with me and work just as hard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. And and the fact is to to just come out and say, you know what, I don't know that. Yeah. You know, but I will find it. Yeah. I am. You know, like you said, getting up early, getting staying in late, whatever it takes. Hey, look, if if come crunch time, you need something done, you can count on me to get that done before the time that you need it done. Absolutely. To find that answer to to whatever it is. Yeah. You know whether I know it right now or not. Yeah. When you're in, in this capacity, you're not locked into, you know, that being a, an extrapolation of a bunch of physical factors, a bunch of like timing <laughs> factors. Now it's just like, I'm going to do it or I'm not. And yeah. if I do it, then you're good. And that I can learn. I can figure out. There's no yeah. question there. Yeah. I, I always <laughs> feel I bad. My Achilles going into work. Exactly. I can still find <laughs> the answer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, and I mean, that was on the on the football side. That's one of the things that always and, you know, I'm not a football expert. I just I, I yell at the TV like I'm one, <laughs> but I'm not a football expert. And there's most of the time, you know, I'll I'll scream at the television and then I'll look back at my wife who just is looking at me with this death glare <laughs> like, are you kidding me? But the I'll kind of watching. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't do it around them. I'm okay, just very, good, good, good. I'm very, very quiet. When, when they're around like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but more, most of the time when I do get in that mood or that attitude, I'll look back at my wife and be like, because I know more than Andy Reid does. That's the problem here is he just doesn't know what I yep, do. Yep. <laughs> like, I'm a, I feel like I've at least become humble in my old age. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can I ask you one weird question? Because I sure. – so in high school, I knew you as mm. super, super tall, like – 
two heads above everybody else in our class, <laughs> include like linemen, like anybody yeah. who was around, you were two heads above everybody. So it was like, that's the one going and getting a full ride. I can guarantee that he's going. <laughs> but um, but the thing that o- cracked me up was the f- last time I saw you in high school, I think was graduation. Mm-hmm. So we all do the thing, yeah. come back. But you were super tall, still pretty skinny. When I went to Mizzou, I really like that. I'd always watched Mizzou games, but I just never really paid attention because I didn't have that like association yet. Yeah. When I went to Mizzou, it was like anything else. Like I was all in, went to every mm-hmm. game, got the season tickets, was there. But I saw you on television, and you had transformed into this like Goliath-looking dude. <laughs> it was just like you had the pads on, you took your helmet off, and I was like, "That's not Chase Kaufman. That's a monster that ate Chase Kaufman." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's that like to go from high school where I know that like you know we had a good program, you guys mm-hmm. were the first ones in Raypack history to win the state championship in '05. Then you go to Mizzou and became a monster. Like, what is that transition like between high school? Yay, we're doing good. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like that particular year, you guys just bulldozed over everyone like yeah. I, it didn't even seem fair most of the time like yeah. i remember there was an article um or there was yeah i think it was a Kansas city star article when we played the lee summit titans uh lee summit west titans yeah. which is where my kids will go yeah um a, their their first year they had no seniors they had no the seniors <laughs> yeah exactly so they like play to remember the titans like we're gonna do this and ju- or, or glory or whatever it was and just got destroyed like 44 yeah. 0 in the first half yeah but um but you know it's it's high school i'm sure you guys had you know I'm sure especially with your father, mm-hmm. like, you knew, like, this is what I need to eat. This is the training program that I'm on. But it's got to be different going to college, and all of a sudden it's like, here's your giant weight room. Eat whatever you can, but you yeah. need to get bigger. What's that trans- like that per- part of the transition like, like just uh, the, the yeah. physical part? Well, I mean, you're kind of growing into yourself as a young adult, yeah. right? Uh, your body is going to be growing regardless. Um and then, you know, my first day there, I show up and they give me a, a 24 case of uh, choc- chocolate was the flavor that I wanted. So chocolate protein shakes. Oh, Jesus. And <laughs> they were so great to begin with. But after like a week, I was trying to give them away. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, they were trying to put weight on us. You know, the, the yeah. bigger, faster, stronger that you can be, the, the better you'll be for our team. Yeah. And, you know, working out, getting stronger, doing all the things that are going to make you the best you can at football that's that's what you want to do that's your goal your goal is to still at least for me to make it to the NFL mm-hmm. and to do that i had to do all these things to make myself the best player that i could be yeah and uh i mean i guess you don't really even notice it that much until the end of the year they kind of do a hey here's where you're at here's where you are now little uh-huh. picture this is the weight you've put on this is uh your PRs on every ref that you do. And, <laughs> and it, I mean, it's, it's almost, it's a business. Yeah. You know, they, and especially now the, the things that the money that's poured into sports is, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kids are, kids are almost getting like that in high school now, just the training that you, you have access to. And that freaks me out a bit. It does. Like when you're, you know, I've talked about this with my, I have a personal trainer. You can't tell because I, I drink. <laughs> But, <laughs> but, uh, but I have a personal trainer. He's, you know, he goes to competition. He normally, I think he's like 225, 230. And then when he goes to competition, he's like 175, sub 175. Mm-hmm. But he's 5'6, just like big guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But 
we talk about that all the time because with him, it's about training for physique. It's about looking good. Yep. You know, it's not, you know, he's not jumping yeah, he over hills run, or anything. Jump, nothing. Exactly. <laughs> but we talk about it all the time because my biggest issue was like, you know, I'm sure you probably were the same. I mean, I know you were also a star in basketball as well. Six six Thank at Ray you. Peck. You're, you. Yeah, <laughs> I fouled out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably because you would bump into somebody and they'd fly across the fucking room. But I mean, when you're when you're you know when you have that, like you're a multi sport athlete. I think that's mm -hmm. a positive thing. And again, like one of the things that freaks me out the most, and I've talked about this a couple of times on the mm -hmm. podcast, but I really do with other people. It's like one of the things that freaks me out in baseball, which was my sport until my shoulder got shredded, was it freaks me out that people are getting Tommy Johns in like middle school. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't need that much specialization. No. And, and, and I think it takes the fun out of it. You know, yeah. like every, every, every season of whatever sport I was playing, I was always looking forward to it. Yeah. You know, if you're doing it year round, I don't, I don't know that you get that. And you know, that's, that's from my experience. Right. And what I think. And you know, some kids may be different, but, uh, just take I, it from an NFL draft pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, from my NFL experience and everything that I've been through, I, I think it's good for kids to learn different movements, to learn different, uh, not quite specializations, but, you know, just different things that give you different experiences, a different way of thinking, well, hey, I did this in basketball. Maybe it'll work in football. Box right. them out and just jump up and go get the football, right? Like yeah. Well, then that <laughs> seemed worked. like it apparently did because I saw a lot of that yeah. in, <laughs> when you were at Mizzou. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think stuff like that helps and just develops your mind instead of specializing in one thing. And I think there are, as you get older, a, a lot more uh, good things that can come out of specialization. But the underlying the base base that you need to build is not just off of one thing yeah it's more athleticism i guess than anything else yeah yeah there i, I think it's a lot of that and and there's so much that's god given to you well yeah yeah you know, <laughs> it, yes you have to work extremely hard and do all these things and you know be lucky enough to just be in a situation where you don't get hurt yeah right like there's sometimes where maybe you're running the ball somebody falls into your leg the wrong way and you tear your acl yeah and then as a kid that can change the trajectory of your sports future in in so many ways yeah you know you have to go through rehab you have to sit out probably a full year you can't go to the pool with your friends you know you got to cast on whatever the, whatever yeah. it is you know like some there's a lot of luck that goes into it yeah well you fought that if i remember right you fought that senior year of high school mm -hmm. right i mean that's one of the yeah. things that i I had forgotten about was, and you know, when you agreed to come on the podcast, which by the way, thank you. Um, but that was one of the things I had forgotten about was that you were hurt for a fairly significant part of the year. Yeah. Well, so our, let's see, it was our very last, our 10th game of the season, which yep. we did like three district, district games. Okay. So not a part of the year, but it at was the, at the end. Yeah. It was okay. the last, the last scheduled game of the year. Uh, before the playoffs started and we were beating this team pretty good and a kid just dove into my knee <laughs> and, and i i mean whether it was purposeful or not i i don't know i could Probably. argue that <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say yes as a ray pick alumni <laughs> yeah thank, thank, thank you for having my back you bet but uh <laughs> i sprained my mcl and i was out for a game and you know I, luckily it was just a sprain instead of yep. something more serious because you know at that time i had scholarship offers i had all this stuff that 
you know, maybe if I get hurt, something like t- a team pulls their offers. Yeah. And and I don't have a choice to go to Missouri. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I think all that stuff just plays into, again, kind of back to what I said earlier about you're not, you know, football is, is what you do. It's not who you are. Absolutely. Yeah, but, I mean, it's – one, he definitely did. Uh, I'm just going <laughs> to hit that point because <laughs> I think Go I back was, on the film. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was there at that game and the we w- nobody was happy. Um, I think I was there at every single game that year because it was just so fun to watch it you guys. You and, by the way, and I hate to – I'm going to spring to one side and hopefully I'll be able to come back to it. But I do have to say I tell people this all the time, like – you hear about like ridiculously athletic plays and I always mm-hmm. tell people that you probably had one of the most athletic plays I've ever seen in my life and it was a just long bombed from Carson to you at Ray Peck um, but you were basically it was just a I don't know what you call it but you just ran just <laughs> ran and you had this little bit like guy probably my size like 5'11 on your heels and it's like that's not gonna happen yeah. and so Carson throws it to you but I remember he got it looked like he got to you early but Nobody was in your – like, there was no ref in your general vicinity to call him on it. But you had to, like, basically, ke- like, turn around, reach your hand up. You caught it with one hand and kind of jumbled it back. And then it was like, well, I'm tall. And you just, like, jumped and reached out, and the ball <laughs> crossed the goal line. I don't know if it actually did, but, again, the guy was so far away. Yeah. It didn't matter. But I just remember the whole stadium, like, huh, huh, huh? <laughs> yeah. Like, everybody was so excited, but I was like, that's probably the most athletic play I've ever seen because he just outran a guy my size backwards while trying to figure out how to catch the ball and then got the touchdown. Like, that's a scholarship athlete. Come on, guys. Make it happen. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it goes again. I mean, just playing backyard with yeah. my brother. Luckily, I had my brother as my quarterback. Heck you know, yeah. We had a great great bond there and uh kind of knew where each other were gonna be before it happened yeah there was no way coach Cruz was gonna not let him throw the ball to you like yeah. oh who has the best rep oh the guy with the same last yeah. name that's yeah. fantastic yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. yeah so I uh I remember in um when so we all had to do that like English senior project yeah. where you had like here's my life and pictures and I'm gonna yeah. write a crazy story and then here's that and I think I did that uh f- four hours before it was due <laughs> Most of it, because we had a big show the day before, and yeah. it was like, oh, that's due tomorrow? It's like, oh, I'm up till 4 o'clock. Awesome. Great. <laughs> yeah, this is like fantastic. But um, but I remember going through yours, and I'm sure I signed it just like the rest of the school because you were Chase Kaufman, um, but I was going through yours, and the sheer weight of the scholarships that you had <laughs> was incredible. How many – do you know – do you remember how many I, schools uh, you got? I, I, there was a lot of letters. Yeah. And – I had I think nine scholarships at the end, and I and I cut it off pretty early. There's got to uh, be more down, than nine. Down to four schools. Yeah. Okay, um, but more sent letters to you. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of letters. Yeah. Um, I remember being pissed off at Nebraska because they only were g- willing to give you like a three quarter scholarship. No, no, they offered me a full scholarship. Did they? Yeah. I, okay. I th- at the Division One level, I don't think that they can offer you, for football at least, anything but a full. Gotcha. Yeah. So okay. They were they were one of my top four. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. I'm glad you went with Mizzou. <laughs> but do you know? Do you remember who your top four were? Yeah. Do you, do you was, mind saying? No, it was Nebraska, Iowa, K State, and Mizzou. And then I narrowed it down from there to K State and Mizzou. Both of my parents went to Kansas State, and kind of grew up a K State fan. Yeah. But uh, another another English project. There was I, I wrote a paper on the pros and cons of all the four of those schools. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So what was the thing that made you pick Mizzou? 
Uh, lots of prayer. And then Andy Hill was the wide receivers coach there at the time. Mm-hmm. Did a great job recruiting the Kansas City area and, and me for that matter. And there's a lot of good kids from around the Kansas City area going to Mizzou. Yeah. Um, Kansas State was, like I said, the other top pick for me. And Bill Snyder, uh, great coach. Yeah. Seemed like he was kind of getting towards the end of his career. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I just related to the coaching staff at Mizzou a little bit better. They were going to a spread offense. So being a m- receiver in high school, Mizzou fit me better in yep. that offense. And, you know, I, I probably had a better chance to not redshirt and play right away. And it, and it ended up, I mean, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because you had one hell of a career. I mean, I – so – don't get me wrong. I knew your career because, like, this is going to sound weird, but it's like when you graduate with somebody from high school and then you, like, eventually go to the college that you're obsessed with the football team, mm-hmm. like, you kind of learn that person a little bit. But I went to several different sites, and I'm just r- remembering all of the different things that you did at Mizzou, especially hurdling people. That was always yeah. my favorite during games. It was probably, like, your coach's least favorite thing during Pro- games. Probably. I, <laughs> I, got, I got sick of him diving at my knees. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, like that kid in high school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had had that happen once before. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, take me out up top, baby. It's okay. Yep. But, um, but, I mean, you went, you know, your freshman year you were a standout. Yeah, I got a great opportunity to play my freshman year. I remember the very first game I played in was here in Arrowhead uh, against Arkansas State. Oh, wow. I and didn't realize that was your first game. Yeah. My Welcome. I, I played my, f- let's see, my first and uh, not the last, but almost the last game of my Mizzou careers in, in Arrowhead. So Nice. The la- last official game was the Alamo Bowl, but yeah. we played the uh, Big 12 Championship the game before that in Arrowhead, yeah. which was pretty neat. Yeah. But – uh. Let's see. I think the reps were like five to three. Martin Rucker would take five reps. He was the starter, and then I would go in for three. Mm-hmm. And I remember that first time going in. You know, this is my first time playing college fo- Division One college football uh-huh. in Arrowhead. <laughs> you know what the heck? Uh-huh. And you know, finally, you know, making a making a catch from Brad Smith. Uh, Not some, a bad guy to get a yeah. first catch from. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, was, it was a uh, route that I was running on the outside and. He ended up scrambling, scrambled towards the sideline. I ran with him, and he threw it to me, and it was just like, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, made the catch, and, you know, the rest is history. But That's awesome. Um, yeah, it was, it was a great time, and a lot, of, a lot of great people that I was able to create relationships with and, and be teammates with. Yeah. And one of the biggest things is, you know, I, I couldn't control really who, who those guys were going to be. Yeah. You know, I, I'm – just as lucky as anybody else on that team to be one of those guys yeah you know that had so many great teammates that guys that were selfless that didn't really care how many touches per week they got because we had that's NFL, huge we had nfl talent across the board yeah and as long as we were winning we were, i mean that that was the goal that was the team goal yeah well you had i mean the those couple of years and we've had one or two maybe since then but those couple of years i always make fun of it because in a in a very lighthearted way, I'm always like, well, I mean, in 2007, I showed up to Mizzou, so they yeah, were lucky. I, I appreciate <laughs> yeah, that, Alex. You, you bet, man. <laughs> yeah, it was it was all me. Drinking on campus was <laughs> was what projected you guys to all, to uh, to the national stage. But uh, no, but I mean, like when you really think about it, it's like you had Sean Weatherspoon, which, by the way, that dude 
we were I was walking through the commons as innocent as I could be, and he and a couple of buddies of his who are who are all giants, by the way, compared yeah. to me, they were messing around and that guy somebody got the best of him just for a second and pushed him across the commons and he hit me and I felt like I got hit by a horse. Like it was like a freight train. <laughs> and I like I'm nerd at Mizzou, so I just like spilled over and he was like, Are you okay? And I was like I looked up and I was like, Yeah, I'm good. I I didn't cry getting hit by you. That's fantastic. I'm fine. And, and he didn't even try to hit you. No, he didn't. No, 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 no. No, this was him kind of falling yeah. off balance. No, yeah. if he tried to hit me, I'd be dead. Like, I wouldn't be anywhere. Yeah. yeah, but no, like, you had, you know, Sean Weatherspoon, Jeremy Macklin, you, Chase uh, Chase Daniel, mm-hmm. um, who yeah. am I forgetting? Ziggy Hood. Ziggy William Hood. Moore. Yeah. Striker Sulak. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's see. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Ziggy board. went to uh, Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had – a hell yeah. Rucker, of a class. Will, Will, Will Franklin, Denario Alexander. Yeah. Uh, Derek Washington. You yeah. Know, I think he would have had a he, great opportunity. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was it was a pretty amazing, like, special thing to see. And that's got to be, like, for somebody that came from, and I'm sure all of these guys did, like, come from winning programs in high school yeah. and then to all be able to culminate in one program – that, you know, has traditionally been kind of a, I would say Mizzou has always kind of been the, they're, they're the, uh, the giant to, they're, they're the David to the Goliath. You know, yeah. The, yeah. They're, yeah. Kind of always been a middle of the road yeah. uh, to, to back end. And, you know, they've had their times in the past, but kind of a springboard era. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you guys start taking over and it seemed like a large part of it was, and I don't want to, you know, pigeonhole this into like one mm-hmm. particular piece sure. but it really seemed like a lot of the conversation was chase daniel to mac chase mm-hmm. daniel to you like it was like the guy who was a speedster and an absolute demon on the side yeah. and i mean he could it seemed like he could run anywhere on the field and be fine yeah. to you that was like try to take this big man down yeah and it was a fun time to watch because it's like you don't necessarily get to see a spread offense where you've got somebody like you that's six six mm-hmm. i don't know how big you were i'm gonna yeah. say giant and <laughs> but to be able to see that kind of athleticism from all like all parts of the field is pretty incredible. Yeah. And and, uh, and like I said before, I mean, we had that across the board, you know, guys getting NFL opportunities. Will Franklin was a fourth round draft pick. Yeah. Uh, Martin, you know, Martin Rucker and myself on the field at the same time. He yeah. Was a fourth round pick. Yeah. Uh, myself, we had uh, Tommy Saunders, who got into some NFL training camps, mm-hmm. was a walk on at Mizzou. You know, was he a walk on? Yeah. Yeah, Jesus, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, walk on from Kearney, Missouri. I hated his guts until <laughs> until I got to Mizzou and we finally got to know each other a little bit. Yeah, and it's uh, amazing how that happens. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah, we had a common goal. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, who else do we have? Yeah, Macklin, Denario, Alexander, uh, Greg Bracy, who was even faster than Macklin. You know, he's a track guy and yeah, uh, didn't get any NFL opportunities, but. You know, across the board, we had somebody that could make a play. Yeah. And especially if you zeroed in on Ruck or me or Macklin, guys on the outs on the other side, you know, that that could make those plays yeah. if given the opportunity. Yeah. yeah Pretty fun I mean, time. Tony Tony Temple, right? Oh hey, yeah, record Ar- setter at yeah, the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Arkansas tries to take away everything else, and Tony Temple runs for dang near 300 yards. Yeah, I remember watching that game because we had uh, I went to a friend's house. And it was pretty much it was a New Year's Eve party, so we did the New Year's Eve thing, and then we both <laughs> we, everybody woke up hungover, and then we just sat on the couch trying to recover. And uh, anybody who listens to this podcast is going to be like, "You need to go to rehab." I don't, but we, <laughs> w- 
January 1st, we woke up and watched the game, and they were interviewing um, Darren McFadden and Chase Daniel because they mm. were Heisman finalists, yep. and they were talking about all these different things. And just, I just remember watching the game and just thinking, like, this is not the Mizzou team that everybody's seen, but, God, how much talent does this mm. team have yeah. where, you know, everything gets taken out, and, okay, we still have another weapon, and you're not going to catch them. Yeah. yeah, that's incredible. I mean, and again, like you were talking about earlier, that's so, I mean, that's mm -hmm. sacrificing yourself too. Yeah, yeah. Like all of a sudden, we're breaking it out for him because that's what's going to win us the game, and that's yeah. the most important part. Yeah, and I was just about to say that same thing. Just the selflessness of that team for guys like Jeremy Macklin or uh, whoever's on the outside to continue getting blocks down the field. So you yeah. know, instead of a ten, fifteen, twenty yard gain, it's a forty yard gain. Exactly. Right. Like th there's a lot of that that I see in today's game at, at the younger ages guys just want to be the all-stars yep and you know teaching them that hey look it's a team sport if if you want to you know win you got to continue to make make the little things happen consistently yeah you know maybe maybe the running back doesn't get to the secondary this play but if he does next play and you're ready Take it, it could be a touchdown yeah exactly what's what do you think is the biggest difference between when you played in college as opposed to now? Um, I think just the the amount of money poured into the sport, yeah. the game, uh, the media that's evol evolved around it, social media. Yeah. You know, luckily there wasn't that, and when, when we were in high school or really even college. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, face <laughs> Facebook had just started. Their cameras on phones couldn't really catch anything that was. You know, yeah, they could take a you, picture you could of you. Question, you could question it for sure. Exactly. They, uh, are, that's not me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like Nowadays, that three megapixel image is definitely not me. You need to yeah. step away. Yeah, that yeah. could that could be any big white guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the biggest negative for you. It's like, but he's six six and yeah. plays for Mizzou. He's wearing forty five. Like, um, mm, not yeah, me. Yeah. yeah, he wears <laughs> his jersey out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's something that. You know, you s you mentioned earlier. I've dated my wife since high school, and she kept me out of a ton of trouble at Mizzou. Oh, and and yeah. one of those things is, you know, Facebook came out at that time, and you know, she shut that down real quick on me because uh, <laughs> she's smart. <laughs> yes, and yeah. I was smart to listen. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, I I tell that all the time. It's like, oh, thank God, MySpace was the thing when like. <laughs> When I was in, so I, like I said, I went to community yeah. college. MySpace was the thing, and then Facebook yeah. eventually became the thing, and I'm so happy that I had like a couple of years to be an idiot yeah. because if anybody goes back and looks at the post, they're going to be like, this guy has an IQ of 80, and mm -hmm. I never want to be friends with him. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a fair fair assumption yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. nowadays you can go back to, you know, Patrick Mahomes, not that uh, not that he's done this, but uh, he I don't know, he might have, you know, posting stuff when he's 13 years old. But yeah, you know, guys go back and find that stuff and yeah. and hold you accountable to it. Like yeah. what? How? Well, like who's uh, the uh, say all kind of dumb stuff or think all kinds of thoughts that are not true at that age? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like yeah, judge a fifteen-year-old. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, they're all stupid. What, what kind of we were stupid. Does he have? Yeah, once well, like Kyler Murray, like five yeah. minutes after he wins the Heisman, they start posting all of his like yeah. previous posts. Yeah. Like, dude, really? Yeah. That's what you're gonna do? Exactly. Like, everybody can see through this. Like he was an idiot kid, just like we all were. Deal with it. It's fine. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure you said those exact same things as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> we did. It was dumb. Yep. So what's it so you're at Mizzou, 
superstar. You've got the team. You've got, you know, you're on, you graduate three and a half years, which I still can't figure out. I've been s- sitting here racking my brain like, so if I took this grad and this grad. No, nah, I couldn't do it. There's no way. Mm-hmm. There's no way in hell. What, did you take any summer classes? I did. I had to take – actually, my last class ended up being mm-hmm. a summer class. I took um, two of their – I think two of the first, like, fully online. It was, like, online except for the tests. Yeah. It's, like, midterm and then final. Yeah. You had to show up to the mm-hmm. to the university. They couldn't cheat. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I could – it was, like, business law. Like, yeah, if, if I'm not making it through this class, I'm just not making it. Yeah. But um, – but so I did that, and those were technically summer classes because that's when I enrolled. But the last class I took was some like micro or macro uh, economics, mm-hmm. um, but but it was some specialization of it. But um, I'm trying to remember back. But yeah, that was I think that was the last class I took. It was like one summer class, but it was like a Monday through Friday class. Yeah. But like as you're going through and you're graduating in three and a half years, which I still can't believe. It's amazing. You're one of the most motivated people I've ever seen in college it's like not only am i a student athlete but i'm going to embarrass you about how hard i'm going to study too (laughs) but like you go through all of that you're a part of a team that goes to the cotton bowl wins alamo bowl which by the way the first half looked awful until jmac like runs that thing Mm -hmm. all the way back which just looked like a statement like we are going to change this half deal with it that was a lot closer game than it should have been yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i understand why because you had so many people that were going to the next level Mm -hmm. so when that happens, like, you know that it's basically going to be an, like, I don't want to say an empty class behind you, but you're now concentrating on the draft. What's that like between the Alamo Bowl and the draft? Because you went third round. You won the John Mackey Award. Mm-hmm. Best tight end in the nation. Not to be intimidating or anything, but, like, that's got to be pretty intimidating. What's that like? I mean, you win every single award. I can't remember. It was like, was it – um you were all American, but mm-hmm. it wasn't just all American. It was like you won all American consensus, consensus, all American John Mackey award. And now you're going to the draft. Yeah. What does that feel like when you've got 32 teams that are just like, for me, it was pretty crazy. And uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this or not, but I broke my foot the very last offensive play of the Alamo bowl. <laughs> I don't remember that. So, Jeremy Macklin scored a touchdown on the other side of the field, and I broke my foot. Uh, Yeah, and, and, you know, I I was still celebrating with him, and I didn't know that I had broken my foot at the time. I just knew that I felt a little pop, and it hurt really bad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and so, you know, the whole plan was to graduate in three and a half years, prepare for the draft, work out, do all the stuff that, that I need to test out at the combine, at pro day. And all of a sudden, I, I have to get surgery. <laughs> and so, you know, I, let's see, had surgery with the same doctor that had done another surgery for me at Missouri and put a pin in my foot and went down to Arizona to a training facility to get prepared for the, the combine. And I didn't know if I was going to be able to do the combine or pro day or not, what the timetable was. Mm-hmm kind of trying to rush it along because I want I, I want to do good. I want to yeah. put my best out there, get drafted <laughs> as high as possible. And I ended up not being able to do any of that. I went went to the combine and just kind of interviewed with coaches but wasn't able to do any of the workout. I uh, was still injured and uh, during the pro days that we had and wasn't able to do those as well. And so that was kind of a, a big shot to me is I, I couldn't put anything else out there. Yeah, you know everybody else's draft stock is rising and they're doing this and 
you know, people are saying this guy's going to be a, a great, great player at the next level. But where's Chase? What's he doing? Yeah, <laughs> he's still rehabbing from a broken foot. Yeah, and and on one hand, that's why you know I, I don't want to say I, I, I mean I, I kind of understand some of the guys sitting out their bowl games. Yeah, you know that can be a huge hit for your financial future. But on the other hand, I and I don't think that I could have ever done that. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, you've spent all this time with these guys you know for me it was my senior year four years with them yeah you know that you've gone through all the ups and downs and to say uh you guys got this last one yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. i think that would be really tough but uh i mean it I, I was able to play eight years in the nfl and got credit for seven of them <laughs> uh, my last year i got cut about 30 minutes prior to the deadline of getting a credit for that season just gonna go ahead and say that was a dick move by the way it's a it's a business i, I it totally is yeah. and and i try to look at all that stuff as you know it was a blessing to get the games in and the time that i did of course yeah uh, uh you know maybe i wouldn't even have got that so <laughs> yeah well i mean you know i still feel i have a, a friend that's um he, he was a punter for buffalo and I can't remember the other team. I think it might have been the Seahawks back in the day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he always talks about, you know, he played a few years in the NFL and then he was out. Yeah. And he's probably your height. He's like 6'6". Six, six, but he was a punter. Mm-hmm. And we had a friend that approached him. And the first thing the guy told him was like, how long were you there? It's like, ah, oh, about three years. Like, well, you must not have been very good. It's like, how was your time in the NFL? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, and I and I see all these people giving Andrew Luck grief now. Yeah, you know, he just retired, and uh, I mean, the guy's taking a beating. Yeah, you know, he's had a lot of serious serious injuries. Yeah, that could be life altering. I mean, if you do that doing, you know, your real estate job, are you going to keep doing it? Heck <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I'm weak, man. I'd show up like yeah, somebody tackle me. I'd be like, no, 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 I'm done. I'm done. No, we're houses good. are falling apart on you while you're going through them. You're going to yeah. keep going in. Hey, actually, I have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I've fallen through some boards. It's not yeah, very fun. Yeah. No, but I mean, I totally agree. And with with the Andrew Luck situation, you know, that's going to be a. I think a lot of people forget. Just. Just how much they were talking about, you know, like. You think about, and I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, it was four or five years ago. The San Francisco linebacker was like 26 years old. Yeah, Patrick Willis. No, it wasn't Willis. It was the guy oh, I think yep. that was supposed to replace him. Yeah, from uh, Wisconsin. Bra- Boward or something like that. Yeah. But he basically came out and was like, I. After a year. Yeah, I'm done. It was like, everybody was like, yeah, congratulations. Great job. But when it's your franchise quarterback. Yep. All of the sudden, the mentality changes. Oh, yeah. And it's crazy because if you really go back and look at the headlines initially, there's a reason that Andrew Luck got drafted number one in the draft. He was number one overall because Indianapolis was awful (laughs) without Manning. And the reason Manning was so good was because he had an offensive line. Mm -hmm. As soon as your offensive line goes, you're done. Yeah. When you can't block your quarterback, a lot of stuff's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers. There's a reason his head coach got fired. Yeah. Because nope, like it was like you. They're we have Aaron Rodgers, and you're not protecting him. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. So I I don't blame him at all. I feel bad that he wasn't with a team. Like I mean, you look at Dallas. If you yeah. if you took him and Dak Prescott and switched them, oh yeah, he's probably good to go for another Going ten to years. The Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Every year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which would make every Cowboys fan happy and me really mad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's I think it's a very interesting look at you know we think that we're this like positive culture and we're trying to be good, and then you look at well, the this lo- <laughs> oh yeah, and I can't imagine like do you, I think you were around as far as like college before the before the real social media hit, but I mean you were in and I apologize I'm bringing something negative up, but if I remember right, there was an incident that you went through in Tennessee, yeah, where you got some hate, yeah, and watch the clip, <laughs> and I remember going like, I want to know what that coach is saying, and I don't want to like bring it up or anything like yeah. that to make you extrapolate on it, but it was just one of those things like you got a lot of hate for that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's 22 players on the field that are in a different mindset. Yeah. Right. And it, during that They're play, beasts. yeah, yeah. yeah. So during, gotta be. during that during that play, I was running a, a route towards the side of the field. The cornerback baited the quarterback into throwing it. I didn't know he was going to be there. Kind of nick nicked my shoulder as he came by. I got the interception. We're close to the sideline. He's running down the sideline. And as a player, I'm thinking the one thing that I have to do, regardless of if I'm if I catch him or not, yeah. is I've always been taught to get back in the play, hustle your butt off to get back on the field and try to be in the play. You never know if it's somebody's going to fumble the ball you never know if there's an opportunity where you can make a difference yeah and this you know the obviously their whole sideline was pumped up they're rushing towards the field because they want to see if their guy scores yeah and this coach is coming towards the field and he doesn't see me at all and as soon as I pop up he's right there in front of me and so my instant reaction is get him out of the way and continue on my way back to the field yeah and me being as big as I was at the time was made it a whole lot worse for him than yeah. than it could have been since he was not paying attention. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> to me. And you know, un- unfortunately, a lot of people, yeah, gave me grief. And the guy, uh, he he actually was a coach that was uh in Tampa Bay while I was there for a little bit. Yeah. So I kind of knew him, <laughs> and I called him afterwards, and I said, "Hey, man, are you all right?" Uh, I'm sorry that I ran into you. I just, you know, wanted to make sure that you're okay mm-hmm. and and everything's good and you know we're fine. And yeah. unfortunately for me, I got uh, fined a good amount, yep. which sucked because yep. you know like uh, I didn't mean to or try to hurt this guy. I'm not going out of my way, but I'm right. one of the players that's on the field in the in the in the play. Yeah, I still have a job to do. Yeah, well, I think that's overlooked. It's like there's 22 yeah. people on the field, but there's hundreds on the mm-hmm. sideline. Yeah. And all of a sudden, everybody culminates into one. It's like, no, 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 no. My job is still there. Yeah. You're now yeah. in my beeline. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. technically, in the field of play, you know, there's past the sideline, there's lines that you need to stay behind as a player or a coach. Which is hilarious because nobody stays behind those lines. Nobody stays behind them. Mm-mm. But – for that specific reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, the guy was a he was a former military guy, so all of a sudden Chase Kaufman hates the United States and is against our military and <laughs> Oh yeah, cuz I've known <laughs> and hates I've everybody, you know, yeah. all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Knowing, you know, you and your family as, as little and as much as I do, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, accuse him of mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I literally couldn't for a week I did not turn on anything sports related. Look at social media, nothing like that. Yeah, I'm and sure. And then the next week, you know, Delaney Walker was still out from the injury that he had had in that game, and I get to start Monday night against the Steelers and make a couple big plays, and things are fine again. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
it was was the play against the Ravens. It was. So that's probably they were completely happy with you at that point. They were like, uh, "Oh, yeah, it was against yeah. the Ravens." Hey, yeah, hey, hey, we'll yeah, overlook that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but that has to go back to the very beginning that we talked about. Like when you go in, when you have something like that happen to you, I mean, you have to just revert back into your family. Yeah. It's like I'm not turning yeah. anything back. I'm going back to my family. Yeah. It's about my wife. It's about my kids. It's about my family. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure you had a lot of phone calls. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the support group, the friends, the, you know, everybody that knows your heart, that knows who you really are. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, of course, I know Chase. He wasn't trying to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like anybody can say what whatever they want these days. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of it is taken as truth. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, it's it should be you know innocent until proven guilty right but 100 percent, and it's uh, never it's, like that it's not the case anymore and that's and that's why i, I mean i'm trying 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 to change my perspective to make sure that i'm not judging others yeah in that in that same way that i don't want to be judged but it's so tough it is and <laughs> it's, it's easy to do it's oh easy yeah, to, you know, yeah. Take, take an opinion you, you know you're but out drinking with your friends or whatever, it, whatever it is. No. Oh yeah, yeah. Screw that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Somebody picks it up on a mic and it's like, oh, now it's national yep. news. Yeah. 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 Could cost you your job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, does that? I guess that probably gives you perspective though on some of the young players that have kind of gone through those situations too. Like, mm-hmm. I need to hear more about this story than yeah. what's being put out there. Yeah. Never judge, you know. Never judge it completely off the the first story that you hear. Yeah. And even you know, if there's tons of stories, how, how did they know? What right. is their, what is their link to the story that they know the truth? Yeah, yeah, and that one was such a difficult circumstance because it was like it was it was an interception. They had all the video on you and the other guy in the world. So it was just like yeah. you make the decision yeah, like, and based it on what you say. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, until you realize like here's the mentality that I have, and if you've ever been in competition sport or anything else, it's like you're you're focused and that's yep. it. It's like it's not done until you hear the whistle. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure even when you hear the whistle, sometimes you're like, eh, "Is it really done?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, yeah, yeah, really. I mean, it, you got guys pushing you around, hitting you, sometimes taking cheap shots. Sometimes you know it's you feel like it's a cheap shot, but <laughs> yeah, you know it's part of the game. Yeah, and you just got to continue playing in that. And you know, sometimes emotions do get the best of you in those situations. But you know, you got to do what's best for yourself and what's best for the team, and not put you or the team in a situation that's going to harm you yeah and when you get into you know when you get into those situations when you get into that negative you go back to your family you go back to everything that's right with the world as opposed to everything that's wrong with the world exactly and um i'm not going to announce uh where you live where we talked about upstairs but like (laughs) you're you know you're a hometown guy you're you know it feels like you know, with every movement that you've had in your life, you're pretty laser focused on exactly where you should be, and that's home by your family where you are. Um, what is that like? The fact that you've been kind of in, even though you've been all over the place, you've been mm-hmm. all over the U.S. What's it like knowing that, even though I might be staying here, I might be in Seattle, I might be in Tampa, I might be in Indianapolis, I might be in Atlanta, mm-hmm. home is right here. Yeah, that's got to be something really positive. It is, and. Uh you know, especially now, and for so many th- for so many things that I, at the time, didn't realize how big of a blessing it is to be back here. You know, I got why because you were twenty four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is you know another thing that we talked about upstairs with yeah. advising. You know, what do you know at twenty four? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, to explain it a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, 
you know, like now with three kids, you know, we have. You have three? I thought you had three. two. Oh so my our, our son, Josiah, is uh, two months old right now. We just had him. Congratulations. <laughs> so, yeah, new job, new baby, all this stuff going on that's very big. Yeah, so how's your sleep schedule? Stacy is killing it right now because <laughs> uh, she is up with Josiah all the time. Oh, my goodness. She's the one that gets to feed him, not me. Love you, Stacy. <laughs> Good job. Yes, she's amazing. So, <laughs> so my sleep schedule is a little bit better than hers, but still not great. Yeah, I'm sure. And then, and then of course, uh, studying for the certifications and stuff like that is yeah. – I've been getting up, getting up early to do that since I don't want to take away other time from the kids and family. Yeah. So what certifications are you getting? The Life and Health Insurance Series yep. 766. That's so exactly what I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got all, all of them out of the way except the 66 now. Yeah, 66 is – so Life and Health, I think I passed quick. Mm-hmm. Seven, I'm so happy that I did it when I was in college because going back to learn how to study that thing would have been yeah. a nightmare. Um, the 66 was just confusing. Yeah, the mic just twisted. Sorry about that. It's the new mic. It's what I'm dealing with. Um <laughs> But the 66, to me, was just the confusing one. Yeah. It was like it tries to – because it brings in the Series 63 and 65. Yeah. So it's like, what about this situation in this particular moment? Yeah. It's like it's trying to trick you the whole time. So yeah. I got a way better grade on the 7 than I did the 66. Yeah. But uh, once you uh, pass them, nobody cares. Yeah. And really understanding the complete question. Yeah, exactly. What it's asking. That's, that's the biggest thing that I've heard right now. Yep. And uh, – Let's see. For the seven, they they I took it as two tests, so they it's different than what you had to do, which which was a little easier for me. Yeah, I, I got the like hour break to have lunch, and I was yeah. just like, now, now just get me through. Power this. through. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they split it up into the security and uh, security industry is essentials, mm-hmm. which is like a prerequisite for all the series tests, or maybe not all of them, but like eight different of the series tests. Yeah. So you take that, and then you do the top off of whatever test you take. So did the SIE, and then the seven top off, and uh, and uh, it it was it was tough, but I mean I I wouldn't want somebody that was handling my money doing something very easy. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, it's I I remember going through the books, and I think I have them right over there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I remember going through the book, and I refused to sell them or give them away because it's like no, 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 no. I earned those books. Yeah. But uh. I remember going through them, and I went through collateralized mortgage obligations, mm-hmm. which are derivatives, yep. which got us into trouble in 08, 09, and all that. Yeah. Um, and I remember I was going through them during the crisis, but I was young and just so laser-focused that I couldn't put two and two together. Yeah. I was like, this makes no sense. What's Why would you allow this to happen? Yeah. And then I found out the CMOs were the exact same thing as the derivatives that I was seeing on TV. And it was like, oh, yeah, that's why. Because yeah. they don't make yeah. any sense whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But it, and it is interesting to see all that stuff, regardless yeah. of if you use it. It's like, oh, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, like with I would say, like, now that you're like in that stage, I would absolutely yeah. without question, if you haven't already seen the big short, yeah. go back and watch it now because right. you'll watch it and go. Oh no! That's what happened. Ah, crap! Because they go through and they have you ever seen it? I have, but but not. It's been a while, so I need to go back now that I'm. Yeah, as soon as possible. All this stuff because it's it would be so fun to see somebody who's like because you have the the education behind Mm -hmm. you at this point, like where you're just focused on it, so you'll recognize so many terms. Yeah. And they break it down so well during the movie. Yeah. And it makes no like you know what you're looking at. Yeah, and as soon as you do, you're just like. Oh, 
that's why it was so terrible. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's why it was so terrible. And I mean, yeah. transitioning into the real estate side where I'm at, mm-hmm. it's like when they talk about stated income, it's terrifying now. It's like no wonder they put us under so many regulations because people were just saying like, I make $200,000. Okay, that's fine. We'll just write that down. And they just give you a loan on it. Yeah. 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 I mean, crazy. Same thing in the NFL, right? Yeah. You guys come in, you get signing bonus. You know, if you're a draft pick or, you know, some even free agents or, you know, whatever, and all of a sudden you're a 21 th- through 25-year-old, maybe at the, the oldest. Yeah. You know, uh, what's his name from Oklahoma State that was 29-year-old draft pick? <laughs> oh, Brandon <laughs> Whedon. Whedon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but for the most part, you know, 21 to 24, 25, mm-hmm. what, you know, what do you – what do you know about handling money? Nothing. Not much. Hopefully your parents know. Yeah. Because if not, you know, there's a whole lot of people willing to write you a loan for whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's ho- hopefully I'll be able to help some some of those guys that, you know, don't really understand and, and that families don't really understand and give them the head start that I, d- that I do have. Yeah. Well, n- so are we expecting like a new offshoot show to be like Chase Kaufman Ballers? <laughs> no, 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 no. I've seen I've seen just a parts of that show and uh I don't want to be involved in that kind of lifestyle. <laughs> I guess they're involving the Kansas City Chiefs this season. Are they? He's supposedly gonna buy the Kansas City Chiefs this wow. season. Yeah. Well, the Rock's one of the highest paid actors out there. Yeah, I'm not arguing with anything uh, that guy does. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> He's killing it. Yeah, but no, so they uh it, when I was in the one of the more interesting things was that if you're going to be a financial advisor to athletes, they hold you to an even higher degree than they do just the rest of the population. And until you actually see the research on it, you're like, well, that's BS. They're athletes. They're making millions of dollars. And then you see what happens. And you're like, yeah, yeah. that makes a lot of yeah. sense. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, just as in a, any business, right? There's yeah. a lot of good people and a lot of bad people. And you don't really know. No. Until you know. Yeah who those people are or, y- or you go off of hopefully a trusted friend that does know yeah you know like there there's no way of i mean the guy that i picked out of college you know i it's like well i you're young enough that i feel like i could have you as an advisor for the rest of my life or close to and i could see myself hanging out with you i relate to you the best yeah <laughs> let's do this mm-hmm. nice to meet you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a difficult situation. You have no idea. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, especially when you have families that they've, you know, whether it's they've never had money, somebody's had money, somebody has an idea. It's like you're fighting a lot of people that you trust. Like, and when you have to fight people that you trust, you have no idea what you're going to do. No. It's like if somebody comes to you and says, hey, I have a fantastic idea, you don't know the difference between that and somebody Mm -hmm. that actually does have a fantastic idea. Yeah. I mean, the one of my favorite documentaries ever is espn's uh, they do that 20 for 20 series yeah. and they did the one called uh, espn broke yeah and they had like andre risen on there they yeah. had um oh the quarterback for the cleveland browns from like the late 70s early 80s can't yeah. remember the guy's name but they had all kinds of guys on there that were just like so we spent money on this we spent money on this and then we did mm-hmm. this and they didn't real like some of them didn't even realize like when you get a 20 million dollar signing bonus Ten of that now belongs to the government. Yeah, you don't get all twenty million. <laughs> exactly. So you spend fifteen, you're yeah. already done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're already broke. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and Shaq talks about that. Like he, you know, got a million dollar signing bonus, and he went out and bought three cars for his family. Didn't realize that he only got four hundred and fifty grand. Yeah. 
crazy. Li- I think at the time, wh- who would it have been? But well, how well, he was in Florida, so yeah. Yeah, how would he understand? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Nobody had ever told him that. So you think, oh, yeah, a million dollars? I got a million dollars. Yep. Nope. Um, yeah, we can do whatever we want now. Yeah. Well, and how is that set up with the NFL? Like, when you get paid, what, yeah. like, because I think pretty much everybody that's listening and somebody mm-hmm. like me, I'm 1099, so I get mm-hmm. a... I get a check. I get 1099 at the end of the year for the full amount, and I have to pay taxes on that. Yeah. My background's in finance. That's never been a question. But in the NFL, I've heard their pay schedule's crazy. Uh, well, I mean, you only get paid during the season for the most part, unless your contract is structured differently. But most of the guys are paid every every week or every two weeks. So you're oh only wow. getting paid, if you're on the team, 17 game checks a year. You're getting a little bit during OTAs, a little bit during training camp, but you got to make that last through the rest the next year, yeah. you know, up to the next year, and hopefully a whole lot longer than that. Now, yeah. I mean, like hopefully you're saving and creating a window or a buffer of ten years, of twenty, or whatever amount that you're able to save according to how much you're making. Yeah, and then you got you know moving expensive if you're getting cut, if you're having to move town to town. Uh, you know, living expenses in that town. You know, all that stuff. Taxes, every, er, all your expenses, and and so then is it a ten ninety nine? It's W two. W two. Okay, they, I figured. They take it out. They take yeah. it out. Of, okay. of your check. And the first, uh, let me see. The first, one of the first checks I had, I looked at it and I was like, this, this isn't how much I was supposed to get paid. Yeah. Where, where did this all go? And kind of looking at the breakdown of, went to this, went to that, taxes, like. Made me want to cry. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to make this much. <laughs> not, not really, but like, yeah. golly. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's it's a, like, when I the only time I've ever been W-2 was when I worked, um, I worked at a bank in college, and so mm-hmm. I was W-2 then. And it was just like, I would just get mad for the very little I made. Just like, you know, yeah. 100 bucks, a couple hundred bucks a week. It was just like, you got to be kidding me. It's like what why why and i would get mad and so like at that point me getting mad was Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be political about it and i'd go just do an offshoot of that conversation but when i really look at it now as a 1089 employee which is basically just you know you're self-employed you're a business owner Mm -hmm. it is what it is it's like when you understand the tax code a little bit better it's a positive thing in some ways it's a negative in some ways but yeah i can't imagine somebody announcing like you know so and so got paid I mean, what was it? What was Magic Johnson's like? A hundred million over twenty years? It's like that's five yeah. million a year. That's two and a half million a year. Great, fantastic, good job yeah. for you. But guess what? Two and a half million. If you're going to spend like a million and a half on a house, five hundred on cars, yeah. now you've got a million left. It's like, yeah, that's great and all, but mm-hmm. you don't really realize how fast that money goes, yeah, it, and yeah. especially with the lifestyle and everything else that's there. Yeah, and you want to start investing in. You know, say right now, right? Marijuana is everything. Yeah. Everybody's oh, yeah. investing in that. You invest in a marijuana business and it goes goes broke. It it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. You lose all that money. Yeah. You know, people, guys, that probably on the, the show broke, there was, I remember there was a few guys, maybe they weren't on the show, um, maybe they were, but then invested in real estate stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just goes, you know, turns upside down and. Yeah. Where'd my money go? Yeah, it's a loss, but all it is, like, when you understand the tax code, yeah, you can count it as a loss, mm-hmm. but it's just the loss. You just lost your income. You just don't get taxed on the money that you lost. Yeah. That's yeah. the tough part. It's yeah. like, 
you can't get it back. No, it's <laughs> not like you're like, yeah, I claim it as a loss, so it's a positive overall. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you just lost money. That's really the, you know, the yeah. the total of it. You yeah. just lost all of that money. Yeah. You get to write it off because you didn't earn it. Congratulations. Yeah. I hope that satisfies you. If you gain money back, <laughs> exactly. Then yeah. you get to write it off. <laughs> yeah. They don't give you any money back because they lost it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's, I, I really do wish, like, you know, in high school and middle school and elementary school and college, everywhere, I really do wish there was more financial education. Oh, yeah. Because, and I think that would help somebody like you who's in mm-hmm. financial advice. I think that would help everybody overall. Because somebody like you that's dealing with questions about finance would have a more educated populace. Yeah. And then the, you know, it sounds weird, but then the populace would be more educated. Like, you need that balance. You need somebody like you. And I remember being in that position. It's like, you're kind of looked at as, I have no idea what I'm doing with money. Here's money. Figure it out. Yeah. Like, great. But I also need you to be comfortable with it because Mm -hmm. I could be a bad person and Mm -hmm. mess it up. And I... I need you to not be able yeah. to fall for that. Well, I want I want you to trust me because this yeah. is something that I want for the long run. Yeah. It's not something that I want you ah, Chase is, you know, he's the one dealing with my money. I have no clue what he's doing. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly, cuz that's terrifying. Yeah. Well, okay, look, the market just took a drop. It's no big deal. Just mm-hmm. don't get emotional about it. Yeah. It's going to come back up. Yeah. Right? You're n- you didn't plan on touching this money anyways. <laughs> exactly. And whenever the market would go down, I remember telling people, it's like, that just means that your dividends are buying more shares. Yeah. And all we want is more yeah. shares right now. Because yeah, right you're not going to retire for 30 years. Yep. More shares means more shares. Everything's on sale. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just make sure it happens. It's yes. all good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, what I, what made you approach that that particular industry? Like, you, you go from football, mm-hmm. and then you go into this. I mean – you have a family, you have everything else going, you have, you know, I think I saw on your profile, you do motivational speaking, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of different routes that NFL players take. Yeah. You know, your hometown hero, what made <laughs> you decide, like, I'm going to, you are, thank you, thank you, Chase Coleman, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you go into this and you're just like, I want to, I want to study my ass off for the mm-hmm. Series 766 in life and health insurance exams. Yeah. Me, I'd be like, oh my God, that's, that's an awful experience, because I know what it took. Yeah. But, like, what made you decide, like, I want to go into finance? Well, uh, that is a good question. And kind of the route that I was taking was, you know, what are, what is something that I can serve people in? What is something that will give me flexibility for my time since I do have a family? We have young kids. And that's something that I – my dad coached me. He was a sales – he's still a salesman uh, for Meyer Labs and Blue Springs. But – you know, I want to be able to do that with my kids to be able to say, Hey, you know what? We're going to, we're going on vacation this week. And, uh, kind of having that flexibility to do those things whenever they may be. And, and then what can I learn more that I don't know already? And what is the road to the top? Yeah. I don't want money to be the motivating factor, but if I want to be successful, I don't want to have to wait on somebody in front of me to retire for me to move into that job a good way to look at it and and this allows me to do that at my pace you know if i'm taking those days off with my family i have a team that can take care of people that that i'm working with so that you know if the things that they need don't fall off and and i don't want to do that to them either yeah but i have a team that can help me right i can i can do that and you know if i if it's a season where my kids are busy doing all kinds of crazy stuff that I'm not involved with, then I can 
I can hit it hard and yeah. do whatever I need to to grow my business or or you know maybe maybe get involved with their stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's just something that I uh, continually pray about and take day by day. Absolutely. So those are kind of the the underlying factors of what job should I look for? Yeah. And I was already interested in doing uh, in, in my own situation financially and learning more. So I was talking to a guy that was kind of a mentor that said, you should cut out the advisor, do it all on your own, <laughs> save that money. And was all, I was all for it. So I was reading all kinds of books about it and learning more about it and kind of s- in that process, seeing the need of an advisor in yeah. society today. Yeah. And, you know, it's not just the investing in, you know, whatever whatever you're investing in. It's bringing everything together. You know, we do life insurance. We do the retirement, the investing, all that stuff, making sure that it's the most tax efficient and working towards your goals so that you can hit those in the time that you want to hit them. Yeah. You know, and and, and, if, and if you're not doing what, y- what you need to do to hit those goals, then that you realize that. Right. And you can change it or, you know, you don't have to. But you know. At least now you know. Exactly. Well, and I think it takes somebody to actually kind of give you the kick in the pants to Mm -hmm. say, like, here's where you are. You know, you say you want this. Do you really? Yeah. And it's it's a difficult thing to hear, but that's that's the role of the advisor is to say, like, hey, you said you want to, you know, whether it's take care of your kids' education, whether it's, you know, make sure that you retire at a certain age. I mean, one of my favorite ones is, like, we want to retire at 55. It's like, do ya? (laughs) <laughs> because here's what's going to be really difficult. Yeah. Most of the retirement funds start at 65 or 64 and a half. Yep. You want to retire at 55, which means that we're talking about funds that aren't going into your 401k. Yep. Guess where they're yep. coming from? <laughs> you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you see that house you drive, or car you drive, that house you live in, all the all mm-hmm. this eating out, your do- everything, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, that needs to go into savings. And it's so hard to to cut that back after you've already had it. Yeah, well, and you've got to see that like every day in the NFL and uh, mm-hmm. and also now it's like I think the entire reason that people get into that mentality is it's that keeping up with the Joneses mentality. Yeah. And if you're in the NFL, it's keeping up with the guy that just signed a big contract. Mm-hmm. If you're, you know, if you're somebody that lives in just a suburban neighborhood, it's keeping up with what the people next door have. Like everybody yeah. has that mentality about I have to keep up with this person, I have to keep up with this person and this person. And that's got to be a very, I would think, a good role for you because it's like I've seen it at the very top of the top, <laughs> and I've seen it at the normalest level ever. Yeah. Here's what, you know, carries over from both sides. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and you know, I think, I think that society is getting smarter and seeing that, and the NFL or, and professional sports are kind of seeing the big, the big need in that. Yeah. We need to do a better job of uh, – just just getting our players smarter about about this because they have a great opportunity to to have a head start in life yeah but you need to make sure that at at the young age that you're getting into it that you realize that yeah because uh, before you before you know it you're going to be out yeah you know the average career is right around three years and you know that you still have a whole life ahead of you to live yeah and and we talked about earlier this that you have to for most most players you have to go start another career mm-hmm. and being at the top the top of the top yeah. you know you have to go humble yourself and you know for me it's learning <laughs> the series <laughs> 7 and 66 and life insurance yeah and that's that's tough to do and go ask people to 
you know, hey, you know, I'm just learning this. Can I can I help you with your money? Yeah. But uh, but I like I said earlier, I do have a team that can help me, and I will find the right answer for you and work my butt off to to make sure that we hit our hit hit your goals. Exactly. The entire you might if know you're, more if you're willing. Yeah. You might know more than me. You don't know more than my entire team. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have plenty of resources. Absolutely. And so, you know, talking about getting out of something into something and then future, you know, one of the, you know, we talked about this a little bit again um, briefly upstairs, but when you, when you look at one of the biggest things that's kind of rocked the NFL over recent years is when you do get out. Mm-hmm. And you've seen some of the issues that have come along with some players that, you know, it does, it does, and maybe I'm wrong here, but it does kind of seem like it matriculates towards the defensive side more than it does the offensive side. But, you know, when you talk about the issues that you've seen with players that have, head, you know, consistent head injuries and, you know, I think back to like Junior Seau and what yeah. happened and all that, how – do you see that on a daily basis in the NFL when you're talking to players about like what's your future prospect? Are there certain players that are just like I'm just doing what I can? Are there certain players that drop out? Because we've talked throughout this podcast about one player's done this, one player's played, one player's done this, one player's played. You know, everybody has a different choice in life, but it does seem like that is penetrating a little bit more or much more I should say than it ever has. I was going to say a little bit more year by year. Mm-hmm. But it almost seems to kind of be growing at a at an exponential rate right now. With you as a player, what does it mean to you, and what have you seen from other players that have kind of been through this as well? Um. So I, I don't know. You might need to reword that question, but I mean the way that why I'm, Chase? I'm Come sorry. on, man. No, it's it was, <laughs> it was just a long one. No, I mean so you know. I'm trying to remember the exact term, but the, you know, the brain issues that have occurred and, you know, individuals like Junior Seau and other players. Um, and guys getting out. Yeah, and guys getting out. And then I don't know if it's what happens outside of a season, mm-hmm. um, what happens when you retire, you know, losing focus, not training your mind, whatever yeah. it is. But it does seem like NFL players, you know, players that have been in the league for a long period of time have found that exiting the NFL is not only difficult, but because of the injury sustained during, it makes it mentally, you know, kind of break them down. As an NFL, as a former NFL player, Mm -hmm. how do you feel about that? And have you heard from people close to you of any issues that they have had? And I'm not going to have you out Um, anybody, but just kind of generally. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. But um, it it is tough. I mean, for me, I played until I was 30 years old. And was still trying it uh, almost up to 31, I think. And, you know, at that point in my life, I was married, two kids, and what do I do next? You know, it goes back to you have to basically start over. I have, you know, I was blessed to make enough money where we could penny pinch and get by uh, without ever having to work again. Maybe, you know, maybe if things go right. Right, (laughs) yeah. And, but, you know, some guys, If usually if you play long enough, you, you've made enough money to probably not have to work again mm-hmm. and to humble yourself and start back over and push yourself to to do something productive, which is probably going to be hard, is, is going to be tough. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times in those tough periods, you hit a wall where it's like, God, do I really like this enough to continue? Mm-hmm. 
And if you don't really have a motivating factor and you have enough money to live the rest of your life very comfortably, why would you? Right. You know, unless you have that motivating motivating factor. And then, you know, if if you don't, then you're probably not going to be pushing yourself to learn more to mm-hmm. to uh to stay in shape or take care of those injuries that you've sustained over your career. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's tough. And and I'm not going to say that you know, everybody doesn't go through that in some some stage of their life and you know, people in uh in in your case that never played professional sports, you know, yeah. you might hit that that same wall, yeah. you know, for something mm-hmm. and and be able to do that, but it's just not in the spotlight. Right. You know, maybe it will, may, you know, a business owner, right? Mm-hmm. They're most business owners, you know, they're continuing to learn, reading books, doing all these things that are challenging their mind and continuing to do that and money is really not the motivating factor for them. So that might be a little bit different in that sense. But if I mean, you see people that win the lottery all the time going broke, same way as you yeah. know, professional athletes do. Yeah. And without without the support, without the help, without the the knowledge, the learning, the the drive to get you there, you know, what do you, what do you have? <laughs> right, exactly. A bunch of money and no knowledge and yeah. There's a ton of fun things in this world to do with it. <laughs> exactly. Well there's a lot of people that will show you those things and abandon you the moment that you don't have it anymore. Exactly. Yeah. I mean and again, like I go back to it, I think we've gone back to it several times, but I think that is, you know, one of the things that I think you're blessed with without question is that, you know, when you have a foundation the whole thing can get broken apart, but you still go back to that foundation. Your family's yeah. always there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've been very blessed in that. Like, my parents have always been my best friends. Like, they've always backed me, mm-hmm. you know, even at the times where they're like, are you really sure you want to do it? They'll still, you know, they're always behind me. Your parents the same way. Your wife the same way. When you have kids, it's just like having little cheerleaders behind you. It's just yep. so fantastic yep. to know that you come home and there's people that will love you without question. And um, and I think that's fantastic, but it's good. Like, I'm, I'm so happy – to interview you, you know, Jesus, 10 years after we graduated from college and 14 years after high school (laughs) and and see somebody like you that has gone to that mountain, crested it. And now, you know, you're, you're still doing real good. Climbing up another one. Oh, heck yeah, (laughs) man. And you're, you're starting, you know, you're starting the journey at the base, man. I know it. But it's good. I mean, you've, it sounds like, you know, you've made the right decisions. You've done the right thing. You have the right people behind you. Like I don't want to push this on you in in a way that sounds like I'm uh, I'm patronizing in any way, shape, or form because I mean this in the kindest way. You're so lucky that you have those things, oh, and it has extremely. to be, yeah, extremely, yeah. I mean, you've got the family, and you know, you know, I said it again, I'll say it again, but like you have the father that's been there before, so I'm sure he's mm-hmm. been a consummate companion. You know, yep. you and your wife have been together since high school. Yeah. You've been through all of this. You have your children. I mean. I feel like there are a lot of people that don't have that, Tons. and it's amazing that you do. So yeah, I'm yeah. very happy for you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, so quite the journey. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> and it's been a fun one, too. Yeah, I mean, seriously, like, you know, we've talked about positives and negatives and sometimes get down a little bit. But, dude, seriously, you won the John Mackey Award. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to get, <laughs> I got to go uh, Division One scholarship. Yeah. I got to play in bowl games, get drafted into the NFL, experience six different NFL cities and teams and go to the playoffs half of my career play with That's you know awesome. some amazing guys yeah. and friends and uh and now come back here to a great city that <laughs> you know I have family and friends and 
it's an awesome, awesome city. And, and I, I tell this to people that I haven't really experienced Kansas City as an adult very much. So Yeah, because you've been everywhere else. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this has been really fun for me. That's awesome. <laughs> so uh, is there any stadium that you wish you'd played in that you didn't? Um, I assume you played I in Lambeau, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I let's see. There's a couple. Sti- I didn't play in Chicago. I didn't play <sighs> in Denver. I yeah. didn't play in San Diego. Um, now oh, that's okay. You're not cut out to play in Denver. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or let's see, Dallas. I don't think. Yeah. And and of course all the the brand new yeah, stadiums yep, are of course. I mean they're amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but yeah. uh, yeah. I mean a lot of a lot of really cool experiences and <laughs> yeah stuff that I'll that I'll remember and cherish for the rest of my life yeah and you've got a hell of a future going forward too man yes, thank you absolutely well so what um just because I'm I'm a nerd and I'm very curious like what if you look back at your time at the different stages so if you went back to Ray Peck to Mizzou and to the NFL overall like what are your favorite memories of each stage um, I would say just just the relationships yeah. all 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 of those places yeah um in high school you know <laughs> you know you 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 had that same experience oh yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> we, you you have a group of friends and you grow up together yeah you know in college you meet a brand new group and for me it was you know you're spending tons of time with your team mm-hmm. not not much outside of that and uh on one point, I, I feel like I, I should have connected with people outside of football, but, I mean, there, again. You didn't like, have time. Yeah, yeah, again, <laughs> again, I don't, I don't know that I really had time. But, uh, you know, you go through the toughest workouts. This, you know, a lot of the same classes, at least starting out. Yeah. And, like, golly, this is this is tough. What are, you know, <laughs> how are we going to make it in life? <laughs> well, we'll just play in the NFL and be set, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, again, is not a guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you go through all these things. You're living together. You find out how to pay bills together. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, all these things. And, uh, and spending the summers together. You know, for me, I was lucky to have some friends that had places down at the Ozarks that, Nice. Get done with summer classes and head down there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh huh. And then you get to the NFL, and it's it's quite a bit different. I mean, at least my experience, there's not the same relationships there. There's there there was a great relationship that I made. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But such a age gap and yeah. uh, pot- you know potentially pay gap between some of the guys that you want to hang out with that. You know, you can't you can't do all the same things. Right. You know, I, I came in as an unmarried, no kids, you know, and two or two of the three guys that are in the same. Actually, yeah, there's five guys in our tight end room in Cincinnati. And it was me and another rookie that were uh, had really no ties. I was still dating my wife at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, the th- the other three, they had wives, kids. You know, like they're not gonna, the they're not going to hang out with us. Yeah. You know, when there's free time, <laughs> they got other st- <laughs> they got more important stuff to take care exactly. of. Exactly. And so, you know, on one hand, you don't really get that that same camaraderie mm. unless you're able to stay there with those with those, and they're able to stay there for an extended period of time. Right. Yeah. Which is, you know, guys get cut weekly. Yeah. In the NFL, and so it, it's it's a lot different, but. Um, I mean, again, going back to I got to experience some amazing things 
getting cut or not and realizing that it's not the end of the world when I get cut. Yeah. <laughs> that there's life afterwards. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. <laughs> just keep on going, keep persevering and keep just just doing the things that I know will help me succeed so that whenever that opportunity comes, I can be ready. Yeah. You know, because it's not my decision for somebody to sign me. It's not my decision for somebody to give me playing time. But it is my decision to learn the playbook, to learn the technique to do well on the field. Yeah. And to to gain their trust by doing all those things consistently and so uh that's just the stuff that is the underlying that uh, that will continue and hopefully i can teach my kids well well i was gonna say what would be the thing that you would tell somebody about life and then you said that and i don't think yeah. you need to follow up with that i think you're i think that was a fantastic <laughs> that's statement that's, man. that's it yeah there so you go rewind <laughs> rewind here <laughs> about you know a minute 20 or so you're yeah. good to go <laughs> Um, so if somebody wants to get in contact with you, whether it's motivational speaking, whether it's as a financial advisor, I mean, how, how do, how does somebody get in contact with Chase Coffin, the man, the legend, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> the, the best way would probably be my email. Um, my work email would be C Kaufman at BMG advisors.com. So C C O F F M A N at BMG advisors.com. Awesome. And I'll put that in the notes on the podcast too. Is there anything else you want to say? Uh, I appreciate you having me on. It's been great, uh, great talking. Absolutely, man. Well, it's and it's such an interesting thing. Like, like I said in the very beginning, and when we met upstairs and everything else, like we didn't know each other in high school. I think we probably both knew of each yeah, other. Yeah. But you know, from that position into you know, at some point going to college, quote unquote, together, and then mm -hmm. seeing your career progress. You know, it, it's been a it, honest to God, man. It's been an absolute pleasure watching you. It's been an amazing experience watching you. You know, I, I'm friends with Stacy on Facebook, so I get yeah. to see like your, you know, your family and everything else. So it's awesome to see you guys kind of progress through that. But the the overall the overarching, you know, premise, the overarching theme to your life has always been. I feel like you have always been, whether it's playing football, whether it's in your new role as a financial advisor, in your role as a father and husband. I think you're just a wonderful very very good person you've always been a kind-hearted guy so thank you for coming on here and uh and and listening to me gush about you and, and football and well, shit like that I, I, <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it and it is fun for me to talk in football and and uh, you know hearing hearing the the things that you're adding in you yeah. know like from a different perspective and and just kind of being able to bounce things off of you, you yeah what do you think about that like you know yeah. it's it's awesome it's a uh, and there's there's going to be plenty more of it to come. <laughs> Love it, man. Well, hey, you're welcome back anytime. I appreciate that. Thanks, man. Thank you.